Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, welcome to No Limits Church. Amen. I'm excited to see you all here today. I'd like to just extend a friendly welcome to those watching online. We appreciate you being here today. Well, if you don't know me, I am Chris, and I am the uh, small groups director here at No Limits Church, where I get to serve alongside my wonderful wife, Gina. And now today, uh, you know, well, real quick, I, I want to tell you what I love about this church, No Limits Church, and that is that this is the place we want you to be able to know God, find freedom, and then discover your purpose, because once you discover that purpose, you will be able to make a difference in the lives of others, and that is for the kingdom of God. Amen. Well, today we have a special treat for you, and that is another guest speaker, right? Amen. That's because we know that, well, most of us know anyway, that our pastors, Cade and Beth, have a brand new good-looking baby at home. Woo! And so I'm, I'm sure they're watching, and we just want to say, I know your whole church family says congratulations. We are super excited for you guys. His name is Noah Anthony, and uh, I know they're just as excited too, so. <laughs> now, uh, our guest speaker today is Amy Mitchell. <laughs> and I just want to tell you something about Amy. I know you guys are going to be blessed today, and that is because she is one of my faithful small group leaders. Amen. <laughs> oh, come on now. She <laughs> And she's actually teaching a small group this semester, and that has to do with emotional healing. So if you have any sort of emotionally... Uh, bad habits, right? Like we all do. Or if you have any sort of emotional healing from your past that you, you that you need healing for, then I want to encourage you to join her small group because I know it is going to be amazing. And so I know she also has a good word from the Lord today. And so why don't you come on up here and tell us what the Lord has told you. Oh boy, that, there's some pressure. Um, I need uh, that stand right there, Chris, if you would get that for me. I can't hold it all. Um, well, I'm, I'm actually really surprised because Chris is such a nice guy. That's perfect. Um, that he did not end that glowing introduction by saying, may God have mercy on our souls because <laughs> letting me loose up on the pulpit is kind of, you know, they got to have some faith. So I need to unpack here for just a second. All right. And I've got my trusty phone, so I won't go crazy on the time. <laughs> How you guys doing? You doing good? Yeah. Well, I know. Here's the thing. I know I'm not qualified to be here. I mean, that is abundantly clear in my life. But I serve a God who has no limits, who knows the beginning from the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first and the last. What he starts, he will finish. And he says, behold, I am doing a new thing in the land. It's springing forth. Do you perceive that? That's from, that's for Carrie, Carrie, uh, Carrie, I'm sorry. Carrie, I hope you appreciate it too. Cade, because Cade is always blown away that I like Toby Mac. <laughs> that he uses that in his song, Edge of My Seat. Um, I like all kinds of music, so you just can't put me in a box. So today, as Chris told you, um, we're talking about emotional healing. The sermon is the good, the bad, and the ugly. We have good emotions, but we have bad and ugly emotions that creep into our life 
hopefully not on a day-to-day basis. So I'm going to start like Pastor Mark would with a story, right? That's how you usually start it out. Okay, so um, some of you may not know that uh, I was actually married for 17 years to a man named James. Most of the marriage was good, but towards the end, we just started, started going south. And so this story takes place at that time frame. Um, we were uh, getting up ready to start our day and uh, talking a little bit about what we were going to do. And James happened to mention that uh, he had a little problem. He had a situation that he couldn't resolve, and he didn't ask me to do anything about it. And it was about a three on a scale of one to ten. You know, it wasn't a big deal. So uh, I went my way, he went his way, and over the course of the morning, I realized I could actually solve that problem. Hey, that'd be great. So I don't remember what the problem was, honestly, but I went somewhere and I had a piece of paper showing it was taken care of, and I came back home and I was excited. I was really happy to say, hey, you know, this one's off your plate. So um, I need, guys, if you're ready in the back, that first picture number three. Okay, so now this is not James and this is not me. Although, a little side lesson in our identity in Christ, this body is not actually me. My identity is in Christ, right? So, but this is just a little explanation on a scale from one to ten. This was like a three. He just mentioned he's got this problem. Okay, you can take that one down. So, I came home and I told him. And let the record show, I guess, uh, James's personality, these, this reference might be for the over 40 crowd, so you guys, sorry, revenge. Um, dragnet. Just the facts. He was not, I need some water, sorry. It's thirsty work up here. They don't tell you that till they get you to, yeah. Um, <laughs> so... He was never one to fluff. He was never one to go um, into any kind of grateful exaltation, you know. So he reacted the, very true to himself. He took the paper. He might have said thank you. He might have just acknowledged it some way. And he turned around and walked off. So he didn't do anything surprising. I'd had some experience with that. This was my reaction. Guys, are you ready for 17? Okay, now I don't normally react that way. Um, On a scale from 1 to 10, my reaction is a 17. You can take that one down. What I mean is, okay, we had this little blip on the radar, this little problem that was a 3. And my reaction went from a 3 to a 17. And I didn't explode. The picture kind of describes what I felt like, but it was more like I imploded. And it was not just that I was angry. It was the whole rainbow. You know that Skittles commercial, Taste the Rainbow? I was tasting the rainbow because I was angry. I wanted to strangle him. I wanted to crawl in a hole and just forget it. And I was frustrated and upset and just everything. And I was so surprised because I don't normally do that. Like, what in the world is going on? So... At this point, we're going to drop two scriptures, but they're not on the screen, so I guess you'll have to listen. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> the first one, I want you to say, ooh, so you can get ready for that one. And the second one, I want you to say, ah. So the first one is, be angry and sin not. <laughs> oh, you guys are good. They're so good. Second one, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Okay, just so you don't forget it, let's go back and practice that again. Be angry, but sin not. (laughs) Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Okay, well, I hate to tell you this, but I flunked both of those. (laughs) Really did. And again, he never knew anything about it because I recognized that I was the one that was reacting off the chart for whatever reason. So... This is like, what it reminds me of is anybody that's made soup on a gas stove. You start off with a, a bun, big pot of soup, you take your eyes off of it for half a second, and that sucker kablooey all over the kitchen. What is the first thing that you've got to do before you clean it up? You've got to turn the heat off. We forget that. We really do forget that. We try to solve it when our emotions are still kablooey all over the kitchen. we got to turn the heat off. So I did flunk those two verses, but it took about 24 hours at least before I could calm down. And even when your soup goes all over the kitchen, you had a whole pot of soup, you wind up with maybe half a cup after it's all said and done. If you have a dog or something that can clean up the floor, then you got that covered. But <laughs> you still got the stove, the pot, the everything, and it's a big old mess. So that's how it is when your emotions just go over the top. So I took it to God. And I'm really glad about that because he taught me something very, very useful. And I said, Lord, he didn't act any different. It's got to be me. What in the world has caused this? And God said, you attached an expectation to it. And I, in my brilliance, said, no, I didn't. Because we always want to think we're innocent. We always want to think it's the other party. Well, Lord, you saw what they, you know. No, that means you haven't turned your burner down yet. Your emotions are still, whoo, you're ready to blame it on everybody and everything else. So God usually, and I'm telling you the honest truth, when I say something stupid to God like that, he usually is like a vacuum and I can hear the crickets chirping. You know, I don't know if it's just me. And it's just like, he just wants me to think about what I just said. But this time he took mercy on me and he said, well, what did you really think was going to happen? And I'm like, I I don't know. I I didn't think, I had to get honest. So there was still some heat. So I had to let the heat die down a little bit. Well, what did I really think was going to happen? Oh, I thought James was going to value me my contribution, my worth as a person and his partner, and we're building a future together. And he was going to see that turnaround. I've done this favor. I've gone out of my way to help him. We were going to hold hands and start singing, sunrise, sunset, sunrise. You guys got me? You know, we can do all kinds of weird, goofy stuff. (laughs) Seriously. And that's what I thought. And it took a long time to settle that down and say, wow. So when you have a three situation 
and a 17 response, those numbers are supposed to go together. But if they don't, because something has caused some kind of reaction to you, then you have to find the partner number. So we've got a three cause and we've got a three reaction or hopefully response. So my three response actually just blew up to a 17. So we know what happened to that side. Over here, we've got a 17 reaction and no 17 cause. Well, that's what you have to figure out. What was the 17 cause? In my case, my whole marriage was on the line. That's worth a 17 reaction, or at least it explains it. Now, the reason that I was having um, these issues, that I put it all on this one single act was going to just save everything, is because I had a root of insecurity and rejection. And the weird thing about insecurity is when you're insecure, your worth and your value has to come from performing perfectly or keeping everybody happy or from some kind of external source because we don't have it internally because we haven't received it from Christ, right? Okay, so um, insecurity can be the root, of course, of insecurity or rejection. That one lines up. But sometimes you turn a corner there, and insecurity can be actually the hidden root of anger, anger problems. Not all anger, but some anger comes out because the person has not received. They don't know who they are in Christ. They haven't received that love for themselves and so somebody innocently says, pass the salt, and you're like, Rah! you know, and then anger comes out. It's a root of insecurity. Insecurity can be the root of unforgiveness. We can't forgive this person over here because we have not received this, um, forgiveness, and we are still basing everything on, oh, I've got to have so-and-so's approval. I've got to jump through this hoop. I've got to do this. <laughs> that's, that's not it. So, what is the cure for the insecure? Well, this is, this is the clearest way that I can explain it. It's like a two-sided coin. So, on one side, we've got knowing who you are in Christ. Now, I have this lovely sheet. Don't panic. I'm not going to read them all. Two. I think I got this from Darla. I actually don't remember, but thank God I've hung, hung on to it. She's awesome. And so, just some of these on who I am in Christ. In Christ, I am dead to sin. My relationship to it is broken and alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with Him. As I hear God's Word, I do what it says, and I am blessed in my actions. I am redeemed, redeemed, forgiven of all my sins, and made clean through the blood of Christ. My life is rooted in my faith in Christ, and I overflow with thanksgiving for all he has done for me. Good news. I am healed and whole in Jesus. That one can stand alone. That is awesome. I am healed and whole in Jesus. If you don't remember anything else, I am healed and whole in Jesus. And if it's not coming out of you, it's not in you enough. So I know because I've sat where you are. Normally, I'm right back here behind the keyboard. I'll be there next week. Um, but, you know, we hear this stuff. Oh, we know this. If it is not coming out of you, you don't know it enough. And that's just as simple as I can put it. 
And then you see, if you really take a look at your life, you can see, uh, <laughs> got some issues there. And I press on each day to fulfill God's plan for my life because I live to please him. And I love, I'm going to go real old school here, but from Sister Act 2, if you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention, right? We got to, you know, we got to change. We got to make a change. And this is coming out of me because I actually listened to Cade after hearing him for years and apparently not listening enough. I finally listened to him and he said, if you want to make a change, if you got to wake up and pay attention, although he didn't sing it, right, Candace? No. Uh, (laughs) But he said, you've got to have a daily quiet time. You have got to, got to, got to actually do that. And I said, I think he's saying I need a daily quiet time. It sounds like he's saying that I can't get by without it. And I still didn't do it for quite a while. But what got my attention, and this is the awesome, wonderful thing about God, is he knows how to speak to you. It doesn't matter how many people are in the room, in the world, in your house. He knows how to customize it to you. And I love music. He speaks to me through music. Any musician is going to spontaneously break out in song. So you've got to just give me that. I can't control that. But yeah. Okay, so he gives it to me in music. I ignore it for a while. I don't do it. I try it at night. That's not working. I'm already mentally asleep. I'm like, well, obviously this is too hard. (laughs) You know that, you know, you reason your way out of it. You justify it and you excuse it. It's going to come back to you. So you might as well just get it right the first time. So finally, I ran across a quote just out of the blue that said, Trying to have a daily quiet time at night is like tuning your instrument after the concert. And I went, way to be subtle, God. I mean, I was just asking for a little hint. Is this what I should... You know, this is his response. And I said, you can't do that. That's just absolutely... I thought, oh. (laughs) Again, God puts up with a lot from me. But it doesn't matter where I've been. It only matters where I'm going. So um, <laughs> so I did the daily quiet time. And I started it in September. And it's been the most awesome, life-changing thing that I've ever done. And I'm telling you the truth. Grab a notebook. Now, I like pretty. I like color. So it's okay with me to go to Walmart and spend a few bucks on a party spiral notebook. So here is the flip side. We got a coin. On one side, it's knowing who you are in Christ. On the other side, it is understanding God's constant love for you. So in my notebook, one day, one more drink because this is good. I know. I need to drink more of it. Y'all need to hold me accountable on that one because, yeah, it's just so watery. I'm just, no. Anyway, um, so one day I am reading, and it's in Psalm 36, verse 5. Do you guys have that one? Ready? We'll see. Oh, that is so awesome. Your unfailing love. Oh, you got a diff. Oh, that is. Nope. It's good news translation. So close. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're all right. My version uh, said, Lord, your constant love reaches the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the skies. Your righteousness is towering like the mountains. Your justice is like the depths of the sea. And when I was reading that, it popped out constant love. Now, I'll tell you a little secret. Insecure people have a problem recognizing love, uh, right love. You know what I'm saying? We just don't, we can't get it. We can't get a mind picture. I'm very visual. So I stopped right there in my lovely daily quiet time, which that's what I love. God doesn't care. He's got a customized plan for me. And I said, but Lord, you know, I'm very visual. I can't really wrap my mind around what you mean by your constant love. I need a mind. I didn't even get any further than that. Immediately, he gave me a picture of Niagara Falls. And I was so excited. Like, yeah, yeah, God's constant love. So I jumped on the internet and looked up some stuff about Niagara Falls. This is so cool. Niagara Falls is a collection of three waterfalls known together as one, three in one. I wonder why God gave me that as the mind picture of his constant love. That's just so awesome. Another thing is four to six million cubic feet of water go over the falls each minute. God's constant love. The last thing, as a byproduct of the falls, it generates enough electricity to power 3.8 million homes. And I'm like doing cartwheels at this point, which I've never been able to do a cartwheel in my life. But like that is so cool. I mean, that is awesome. And electricity is what? Access to the light, right? And through his constant love, we have... Ac- it's just awesome. So guys, I need to ask, do you have that video? Awesome. This is a video that I found last night real quickly of Niagara Falls. Does that give you a better mind picture of God's constant love? And Dylan, you tuned in. Brother, you tuned in. Not only is How He Loves probably my all-time favorite song. Yes, I love it. It's so simple. That's what we're talking about, his constant love. Knowing who you are in Christ, feeling, accepting his constant love. I just think that is absolutely awesome. And now I've done something a little weird. I have asked Cole in the back if he would come up and help me for a second. And he's such an awesome dude that he did. Yeah. (laughs) And he loves me because he has no idea what I'm going to ask him to do. So let the children come, man. If it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. And we got a whole troop of kids. I mean, uh, it's, it's blowing our mind. They need, you know, parents need help. If you can help and jump in and do an errand, do some help. So 
Cole, you don't know what's in here, do you? <laughs> well, figure it out and pull it out. It's not a lizard, I promise. It's not alive. Reach in there and t- show them what that is. Oh, okay. So we are going to end. This came straight off my wall with Jeremiah 29, 11. Now, what does that say? We know it up and down, hopefully, for I know the plans I have for you. Oh, wait, you've got a cheater? Oh, that's not right. I don't know about that. Should we let them cheat and read it on the screen, or should they just know it? What do you think, Cole? They should know it. Smart boy, that's right. All right, take it off the screen. The guys are so good. All right, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a purpose, right? Okay, now what I love and the reason that I brought this, let me see the bag, is that word declares. And I know this will be my last funny for the sermon, but I thought about it. We just come off this 21 days of prayer and possibly fasting. So I want you to understand what I'm saying. I did not say eclairs. <laughs> I want you to get that word right. Come on. Declares. Declares the Lord. When the king makes a declaration, you better stop. <laughs> You better figure out what he's saying and get ready to follow it, right? So, Cole, how did they play the trumpet? Do you know how they play it? Don't put your mouth on it. Here, raise it up like this, right? Okay, so you hold it, and then this right hand will have to go up here because these are buttons that you press. Oh, good. Doesn't he look like a trumpet player? For I know, stay right there, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Right? And there's a banner, and everybody better pay attention. What is the king saying? So we are so privileged in this country to have the word, have access to the word, come together in fellowship, right? I mean, we got it going on, and we don't, we just take it for granted. When the king is speaking, put that up to you again. Awesome. You look good, Cole. You look good. When the king says he declares something, he is declaring it. He uses that phrase for a reason. Now hear this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a purpose. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) You can sit down, Cole. Thank you so much. He's awesome. Now, I want to give you the opportunity, and we're going to be adults here because I'm not going to have them dim the lights or turn on any nice music or anything like that. If you need to get some junk off of you, be bold, because there's one thing. Speaking to you is one thing, but praying in front of you is a a little bit nerve-wracking for me. So I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and be willing to pray over everybody. And let's just come. Let's just submit to him. I'm going to sing a quick song, an oldie bit of goodie. It's during this song. If you have anything, if you need salvation, we're here for you. There are people here for you. If you need to get rid of some of these strongholds, insecurity, anger, addiction, abuse, and it doesn't matter which side of these issues you're on. 
You, you get that? It doesn't matter to Jesus. In him, there is no such thing, slave or free, Jew or Greek, male or female. He does not care. So let's just get this stuff off of us. So I don't know if you're willing, but we're here if you are. And I'm just going to sing an oldie and a goodie, and that, that's when you come. And it is, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Lord, we thank you so much for this time together with you. I do want to pray for Kate and Beth, for their beautiful family, um, that they would have peace and rest and just know how much we love you. They are leaving a legacy for future generations, and their names are Leanna, Adeline, Riley, and now Noah. And we just thank you, and we lift them up in Jesus' name. And I pray for everyone that can hear my voice. That if you have something, if you need to find freedom, which we all do, no matter what the area, no matter what the question, Jesus is the answer. He is here for you. He can set you free from any kind of bondage. He is the Alpha Omega. He will finish what he starts. I just thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Chris. Amen. I told you you guys were going to be in for a real good treat today. (laughs) Amen. Well, if you did decide today to make uh, Jesus the Lord of your life, whether you're in here or you're watching online, you can text the word Jesus to 918-37. I guess text the name. Text the name Jesus to 918-373-9883. And uh, because we want to know about it, we want to reach out to you. Amen. Well, as you know, that we are all about making a difference here at No Limits Church. And uh, I'm sure we've talked about it lately. You know that we give to the Philippines, we give to Mexico, but we also give to uh, Don't Look Back Ministries, which is a prison ministry. But right now it's real hard for them because they cannot get into the prisons because because of the COVID stuff. But we have one of our small groups. Remember, small groups are kicking off. We have one of our small groups that is starting, and they are actually going to be writing letters to prisoners to encourage them through God's Word during this time where people can't get in. You know, they're not getting ministered to, so they're, uh, it's a real hard time for them. So that's just an awesome small group, a way that you can give out. It's almost like a community outreach. So I encourage you, if that speaks to you at all, I encourage you to join up join up that small group. Jennifer Smith is going to be uh, running that, and it's going to be awesome. Amen? So... Was saying that we are going to take uh, offerings. So if you're ready to give today and you're giving by cash or check, you can just raise your hand and one of our ushers will have an envelope for you, uh, an offering envelope. 
And, of course, if you're giving online, you can give today. You can give any time during the week. Just go to nolimits.fyi, and you can click the giving button. You can give any time of day there. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.